Evgeny Malkin lost his mind pretty much right off the bat. Chris Letang, he took a little longer, but he seemed determined to lose his mind and eventually did. Good morning to you. Good Sunday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is a special bonus unwanted edition of Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way usually every weekday morning, bright and early. But I'm here to annoy you from lovely Uniondale, New York, after the Penguins' 4-1 to loss in Game 4 of these Stanley Cup playoffs. Because that's, you know, that's kind of what I do. There's stuff to say. Didn't feel like waiting until Monday. So if you don't feel like listening to it, there's a, you know, there's a pause button or a stop button and a delete button, whatever else you got there. You don't have to put up with my commentary on a game that really doesn't have a whole lot of positive to say about it. The Penguins' first line of Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, Brian Rust generated virtually nothing, but then neither did the rest of the lines. The defense core, which had been so stable really for a long time now, gave up big plays for the first time in weeks. The only good thing I can say, if anybody really wants to push it in that regard, that's any good. I thought Tristan Jari was terrific. Yeah, I know he gave up four goals, but one was a point-blank shot by a sharpshooter, meaning Jordan Eberle. Two others were put in by his own guys. And then another was Latang shoving Anthony Beauvillier into him before the Josh Bailey goal that was the icebreaker. Uh, that's 0 for 4 in terms of blaming the goaltender. Jari was really good. Rest of it, not. But I guess the part that's going to jump out the most, the part that's going to define this game the most, is going to be the lack of discipline. Malkin got that ball rolling right away with his coincidental minors with Cal Clutterbuck because that's a trade you want to make, sending both of those guys off the rink. And it was exactly what you wouldn't want anyone to be engaged in, meaning this specific thing was Malkin was going to his bench, Clutterbuck was going to his bench. They bump shoulders, Malkin says something, and then Malkin starts doing all kinds of face washes and whatever else. And Clutterbuck, of course, is taking it. He's not leaving it. He he wants to he wants that face wash. He wants the referees to notice and to send Gino off. He wants Gino to get frustrated. They want Gino to get frustrated because they think they can light his fuse. And you know what? They can, and they did. They also think they can do that with Latang. And you know what? They can, and they did. And it wasn't a particularly good look for either of those two. Especially when you're coming off of a Game 3 in which, contrary to some perception that might exist wasn't one because the Penguins were really, really tough in the skirmishes and the scraps and that one line brawl. 
it was won because the Penguins kept their eye on the prize. It was won because they stayed, to use the term that Brandon Tanev, of all people, applied, they stayed calm. Calm. There was audio of him on the bench during that game that came out afterward of him yelling to the rest of the bench, stay calm, stay calm, let's do our thing. And they did their thing, which is to score goals. This this stuff wasn't their thing. I asked Malkin about it afterward. Chino, how important is it for this team to show more discipline uh, than it did today? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, uh, we understand, like, uh, uh, we take too many penalties tonight. And, like, uh, of course, next game we need, like, uh, focus and play discipline. Like, don't give them any chance to play power play and, like, not take, like, uh, bad penalties. Not all that convincing, huh? He'd go on later to say that the Islanders were trash-talking us and it's not easy to turn away from that stuff. Come on, dude. You're 34 years old. You've been in the league for half your life now. Can't turn away from that stuff. I, that, that was a... I, I was more put off by that than I was his actual actions on the ice. Because that made it sound like, yeah, this is going to be a problem again in Game 5. Come on, man. If he can't get through to himself with some common sense here, then somebody else on the club needs to do that. Maybe not even at the coach level. Latang's different. Latang, when he sets his hair on fire, for the most part, it tends to be a good thing. Latang has been not just good or very good, he's been extraordinary through these playoffs. He's been the best player in the entire series. So I'm more than willing to give a mulligan for the shoving of Bovillier back into Jari that led to one of the New York goals. But then as you're watching him over the course of the game, and I actually said it at the time before it happened, Latang is just a bad penalty waiting to happen. So when he gets into his mood, he's going to find somebody to whack. He's going to find somebody to do something to. And it doesn't fade. Like, he'll just stay with it. Even if it carries over through the intermission, he'll stay with it. And he did. He started getting in his bad mood in the second period, barking at guys, barking a lot at the refs. Penguins did a lot of that. And actually, with cause, but my point here is poise. And then the third period comes along and, and he takes his ugly interference penalty really really flagrant a little bit dangerous on the interference move that he had sticking his leg out this this team has some of that this core has always had some of that if you go all the way back to the the first cup that this group won and you remember some of the ridiculous series in which they competed in the playoffs this 
was actually kind of par for the course. You know, game three here was par for the course. Those series that they used to have against the Flyers and Capitals and just not so much bloodbaths as they were just a lot of post-whistle stuff, you know? And for the most part, it doesn't get called. And really, in this game, it didn't get called either. So you can't look at it and say, well, this was the thing that lost them the game. This was the reason that the Islanders got all their power plays. It's not. It's not. But what you can say is that if the Islanders are in your head and Cal Clutterbuck's in your head, you're really missing the priority, man. You know, I mean, it's, I, I don't know how else to put that. That's just, it, it, it's immature. It's immature. It's expected. It's not surprising. But that doesn't make it any less immature or any more acceptable. I'm not going to be like a, a whole lot of observers of this team and say, wow, that was really awful, swung the momentum, uh, series is over, got a lot of that. Uh, in terms of the feedback that was sent this direction, it's not. It's not. The Penguins need to focus. The Penguins need to focus on the things that they do well. They got away from a lot of those things in this game. Not just because of the discipline thing. They just got away from them. In games one through three, for example, the Penguins were able to move freely through the neutral zone at will. The whole New York trap thing and everything, and I was making fun of it myself because it wasn't stopping anything. It wasn't even slowing the Penguins down. They got the puck and they skated boldly through the middle of the rink. Then they just started passing through the middle of the rink, which is supposed to be impossible against a trap. They did both of them. In this game, they did neither. They didn't do either. If you go back to the other three games, for the most part, the Penguins did a good job of getting the puck onto the net, whether it was Semyon Varlamov or Ilya Sorokin, and it didn't matter. And they did so with traffic and with deflections and tips and people available for passes and tight support, and they used the middle of the rink, and they didn't do that at all in Game 4. Sorokin started, and it didn't matter because they could have pulled Billy Smith out of the stands to start and stop the shots that Sorokin stopped in this game. And they also didn't defend particularly well. As I noted earlier, it looked really nothing like what we've seen of the Penguins for a long time now, going way back into the regular season. Giving up odd man breaks, allowing uh, guys just completely wide open did not look at all like what they were used to and it built up over a significant period of time. Did those three things trace back to any one thing? No, no, not really. And again, I, I, I get that there's going to be 
attention paid to the lack of discipline. Uh, we're always looking for a narrative to attach to something. I do it myself. But you know what really happened here? Yeah, they just didn't have it. They just didn't have it. And Mike Sullivan alluded to that himself uh, by, without, you know, sounding disrespectful of the opponent or anything else, just, you know, they didn't have the same it that they had in Game 3. And the Islanders, on the other hand, came out in the position that they were in, which was desperate. They could not possibly lose this game and expect to win the series. Is that disappointing? Yeah. Is it devastating? No. Is it something that the Penguins can overcome? Oh, my, yes. Yes, and they will. I've said Penguins in six all along, including beforehand. I'm sticking with Penguins in six. They're going home. They've been unbelievable at home. Just the surroundings, never mind the fans and and any other stuff, but just the the surroundings and all of the success that they've had in that building this season, playing the game their way, I think is going to restore the equilibrium that they need, including including the discipline. And you know what? With the game at home, they might actually get a call or two. There's that as well. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you on this program always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. Working all year round to help those of our neighbors in need. And they need your help as well. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 is all it takes to provide five full meals for those in need. Pittsburgh Food Bank. Question comes from David, who asks, looks like I should read this one in a bitter tone. This was a pathetic performance. Too many power play goals allowed. No maturity. Lousy goaltending. I'm sorry, I'll finish reading the question. How does that magically get turned around in Game 5? Well, David... If you want the goaltending to turn around in Game 5, it's going to be a short series because Jari was really, really good. I used to have a a boss back in my newspaper days who would say that people who don't really follow hockey very closely think of the goaltender as being like the catcher in baseball where they're literally supposed to catch everything nothing supposed to get past them and when it does it is of course the catcher's fault crazy stuff how do you watch that game and think that Jari was a a problem never mind the problem but I, I, I digress here I'm being civil the question was how does that magically get turned around in game five referring to power play goals maturity and lousy goaltending Uh, The maturity, I think, will take care of itself, as mentioned in the previous segment. Power play goals allowed, you know, best thing to do is to not take as many penalties. Uh, Sullivan sounded legitimately put off 
by the number of times the Penguins were in the box, although it was a very hard read between whether he was suggesting that his team was guilty of taking too many or if the refs were just really one-sided, which, you know, the score sheet would support. As Sullivan kind of bit off during that answer, we had 17 seconds on the power play. And he's right. The Islanders got two of their power plays on flagrant dives. Do you want to blame them for that too, David? I mean, I mean, as long as we're getting irrational and illogical here, two flagrant, couldn't be more obvious dives. Can they turn it around? Of course they can. Of course they can. They're the same team that they were in taking six out of eight from the Islanders in the regular season. They're the same team they were in taking two of the first three in this series. You know, they just didn't have it. I know it's not easy to get upset with a team on that front. It's so much easier to say, Letang went back to his usual self. Or, we're a better team without Gino. That's one of my favorites. Which nobody was saying, by the way, with his two terrific assists in Game 3. And he actually looked and skated a lot better in this game than he had in that one. It's not a fun thing to say, well, they just didn't have it. There's nobody really you get angry at, you know? It's easier to find a face and a name. We all do it. I do it. I'm not putting myself above that or outside it. I do the same thing. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it not dumb. This team across the board was not a match for New York when it came to the intensity and the desperation level. That's it. That's it. There are some systematic and problematic things that I saw with this game that I've also seen with the other three, notably related to the first line and five-on-five performance. That, to me, is a hockey thing. Not dumping in and chasing often enough against the Islanders' trap. That also was a hockey concern for me. And the third thing that I'd mentioned as well, the defending. All of those things, I think... I think are correctable and don't require magic, nor for that matter, cynicism. But I appreciate the question, David, and I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, including when we disagree. Uh, I'll have another one of these, you know, usual time, Monday morning. University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.